0: Hello and welcome to the Guernsey Press Sport Podcast, brought to you in association with Leapfrog Recruitment Consultants. Coming up this week, we'll check in on the island's three senior rugby sides as they prepare for a big day at Foots Lane. Hear from representatives of the Raiders, Ladies and Vikings ahead of Saturday's big triple header. Plus, we'll get Jamie's thoughts on this week's marathon. How strong will the field be just a few months after the event was last staged? And we'll touch on some of the other sporting stories of the week. I'm Tony Kerr, and alongside me, as ever, is Gareth the Prevote. Hiya, Tony. Hey, Gareth.
1: You holding up? Not too bad, yeah. I'm absolutely gutted at the weather forecast for tomorrow when I've got my first team golf competition of the season. <laughs> and it's going to be freezing, blowing a hoolium, wintry showers down at Lancrest. So, looking forward to that. Yeah, <laughs> it's
0: going to be fresh, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, brace yourself. Um, it was... Well, beautiful weekend last weekend. It was also reasonably quiet on the sporting front. We did have the Petty Bow Hill Climb, uh, which saw Scott Rayson make the most of the very favourable spring conditions to win that event for the first time. Uh, So congratulations to him. Uh, One weekend which will be anything but quiet, though, is the weekend of the 21st, 22nd of May. Um, over those couple of days we 're going to see a Siam Cup in Guernsey our cricketers taking on Jersey in three T20s uh, on home soil the first matches between the islands since the pandemic uh, meanwhile across the water the men 's and women 's Marathis return and there 's the netball in Torinsula too It will be a festival of sport that's for sure um, a bit like an island games I don't, I, we won 't know where to look
1: I know it 's hard to know exactly what to go and watch <laughs> certainly on the Saturday I mean Siam Cup is, is something I never like to I never want to miss but um, yeah the, the full thought of seeing Guernsey playing in Jersey at cricket for the first time in three years is also very tantalising so um, it would probably go down as to what happens on the Friday night in the T20 series if Guernsey win that one I think I might head to the KG5 on the Saturday to see if we can round off a, a victory in that one. Well you're going to get your fill
0: of rugby this weekend um, that's for sure let's talk about the games that are coming up um, as I say all three sides in action it kicks off with the Raiders ladies taking on Streatham Croydon ladies at midday on on the main pitch Uh, the Vikings are over on the club pitch taking on Bracknell at 1pm and then back in front of the grandstand at three o'clock the Raiders welcome the league leaders in National 2 South Esher yeah packed day of rugby Raiders go into having won for the first time in four last time out they beat Westcliff 27 26 away Esher as I say top of the table Uh, they have been beaten four times this season
1: Um, Do you give Raiders much of a hope I do, yeah. I'm certainly not going to rule them out of it straight away. They will be underdogs. I know um, Jordan Reynolds called them underdogs earlier in the week and that has to be the case. I mean, Isha are sort of flying high. They're the first team in the division to get beyond the 100 points for the season Um, and they tend to win games. It's um, uh, Like you say, Tony, they have lost four times, but pretty much everyone at the top of the table has lost several games. It shows how competitive the league is, Um, but they have won several games on the trot now and they will be definitely favourites for this game. But I think Raiders has got a sort of habit of putting in big performances against the the top sides. I mean, they they came so close to beating Clifton um, a few weeks ago and they probably should have done if um, certain decisions had gone a different way. Um, So, yeah, I I think it's got the potential to be a real cracker, to be honest. And um, having spoken to Jordan again today... um, he, he described uh, Isha as a very expansive side and I said, well, that pretty much matches what we try and do, isn't don't, doesn't it? And he went, well, yeah, basically it does. So it should be pretty exciting. And given where Raiders are in the table, which is sort of
0: very firmly and safely mid-table um, at the moment, I suppose that we haven't sort of had the, the kind of the big games where, you know, promotion or or even I suppose relegation uh, is hinging on it this season Um, but absolutely this is a big occasion isn't it and um, yeah a a, a big name coming to the island and yeah probably one of the bigger occasions that we'll see in Footslain outside of the Symes.
1: Yeah for sure Isha have got a a very good reputation in in rugby, they were um, in National 1 not not very long ago um, and they're sort of pretty desperate to get back up there so they're bound to be a quality outfit Um, Yeah it does make a bit of a change, Raiders not being in a promotion hunt or, or a relegation battle, I suppose, which we seem to have had over the last few completed seasons. That's probably good for them, just to actually establish themselves at this level. I mean, this is the fourth tier of English rugby; it's a very high standard, and we're a sort of a purely amateur setup here. So it, it's it's great that they are mid-table at this point in the season. They're going into April perfectly safe, and you know they could possibly hit top seven, maybe even top six, by the end of the season. Um, so. I don't know, I th- that probably gives them a, a bit of a free hit this weekend. I think they they should go out and just look to enjoy it. I mean, they came very close to beating Isha away um, It was only they played them in February because it was um, delayed from earlier in the season and when we played at Isha, we had a very depleted team, so we're looking stronger this weekend. The thought of being in front of a decent home crowd against against the top of the table side i I just think Raiders will really fancy their chances of perhaps pulling off an upset there yeah looking
0: forward to it we'll hear more um, from their camp in a moment um, as for the women they're coming into this one off the back of three straight wins so some real momentum for them
1: yeah they've um, they've sort of overcome their their covid and injury issues quite well of late because they seem to be depleted most weeks the guernsey raiders ladies and yet they're coming away with wins every week as well and um, they seem to be building a really good sort of head of momentum um, going as you say with the Siam, sort of not that far around the corner. It's, it'll be um, coming up next uh, up in um, in May, so they'll be looking to continue to build and um, give more experience to their their newer faces. And um, things are definitely heading in the right direction for Steve Evans and his and his side. Yeah, you mentioned the Siam there um, for the Vikings players. Some
0: disappointment, certainly. Um, some pretty fervent disappointment in their camp that there's going to be no Falaise Cup, no seconds match as part of the Siam Cups this year. Um, now, that, that, you know that is traditionally a, you know, a big part of the day and um, an opportunity for those players to play in front of a good crowd and, and be part of that big occasion, but. It does seem like it's not going to happen this year, um, so I suppose for them it's all on the the rest of the league fixtures.
1: Yeah, it's it's a bit of a, an awkward one, really. because so I, I know how much the Saint Jacks um, sort of the regulars there enjoy playing the fallays, and it, it's always a good atmosphere because it's part of the whole Siam occasion. And um, by that time, people are getting really in the mood for the big one, and they enjoy <laughs> they enjoy watching the fallays because again, you probably have a, a much better record in that than they do in the Siam itself. So they enjoy um, the possibility of a win there. But of course, now with sort of Jersey Reds being fully professional at the top level, uh, the size of their squad there, none of those basically none of those players can really play the Siam anymore because of the eligibility criteria that's used. Um, So the Jersey Reds Athletics, they they must be sort of considered stretched if they're trying to put out two sides on a on a Siam weekend. So it's it's tough. I can sort of understand why the Reds said they can't put out a side, but it it is very disappointing for for our basically our Vikings team, yeah. Well we hope they make the most of the rest of the league season, starting with Saturday.
0: Um well I caught up with representatives from all three sides down at their training session um ahead of the big weekend. Here's what they told me. Well I'm down at a very cold, very fresh uh, club pitch at Footslane there's a few Pretty big hail-filled clouds lurking around so we'll get on with this I'm with Charlie Simmons who's been a, a bit of mainstay of the Guernsey Raiders side um, this year, um, going to be on the bench on Saturday um, against Isha and uh, among the replacements coming back from a, a little hamstring uh, tear. Uh, Charlie, good to see you. Just talk us through um, your situation your last few weeks and the, the kind of challenges you've been having to overcome.
2: Yeah, uh, it's, been, it's been tough actually uh, last couple of weeks. Uh, we played Clifton two weeks ago, I think it was. Um, and, and probably one of our performances of the year um, and, and since then we played Berry on a Friday and, and I think we would all agree we, we probably underperformed there um, and then travelled to Westcliff, and again probably un, underperformed a little bit so uh, we're really looking forward to this weekend and, and trying to make amends to that um, and really giving Isha, you know, a good game and, and you know obviously with the aim of winning
0: yeah absolutely obviously Isha come to foots as the the leaders in nat 2 south um, so they'll come with a bit of a reputation what kind of game can the crowd expect i suppose f- from the opposition and from you guys on saturday
2: ah uh, a lot of running rugby to be honest with you uh we played them eight weeks ago and i think you know it was lots of width on the ball um, fast running rugby that you know, hopefully the crowd would love to see. Um, you know we've identified a few of the key players in the back line, especially uh, that will hopefully look to neutralize um, and, and for ourselves just you know play the, the style of rugby that we love to play. Um, hopefully with the weather a bit better than it is now, um, you know, we'll get to move the ball about, give the crowd
0: a bit of a show. Awesome. Yeah, looking forward to the contest. And as I say, you have been a mainstay of the side this season. Um, as we sort of approach the business end of things, um, how do you reflect on the experience in Guernsey so far, I guess, on the pitch and off it?
2: It's It's been great, actually. Um, I, I've been asked that question quite a few times since being here and, and my answer has always been the same. And it's been, you know, very welcoming more than anything else. Um, I think, you know, the fact that quite a lot of guys have, have had the same experience as me and come over has made it so much easier um, and I you know I settled in settled in straight away, um, both on and off the pitch. I mean, the rugby's obviously been great um, and it's nice to be in a really good competitive squad as well and then, you know, outside of rugby we're all very close, good social bunch so uh, no, no, I've got no complaints really.
0: How do you feel you guys have, have evolved as a squad and um, yeah, as a kind of force in this league and do you think you've got more to offer? Yeah, I think I think we've learnt
2: a lot. Um, the the first eight games we played, we you know we were on a real high and, and winning games, couple of nice close games, um, and leading up to Christmas we sort of hit got in a bit of a rut. We, were, we you know disappointed a few games um, that we probably could have could have won, but but you know we we've learnt so much from that, and I think the team we are now and the the style we're playing now is developed so much throughout the year. Um, I think there's a few games we lost that, that we'll all admit got away from us um, and actually these next four or five games of playing in particular are all against teams we probably feel we should have beaten so uh, it's a real target for us now to, to sort of finish strongly um, and, and go into next year as a, a real strong strong team
0: yeah just finally as you say a few games to come in the league a couple of Syme cups as well have you guys as a squad got enough in the legs to get through that
2: yeah yeah we'll we'll, we'll be all right uh, there's a few tired bodies but uh you know we, we all love playing out here so uh, we'll give it our all till the end of the Symes and then have a summer off rest and uh, get back to it in september great
0: to hear well uh, yeah best of luck for the weekend and uh, for the rest of the season Perfect, cheers, cheers. Well, I'm here with Lucas Barker, who's going to be starting on Saturday, a regular for St Jack's and uh, played a few Raiders games in recent times as well. Um, Lucas, first of all, we'll talk about Saturday in that starting lineup to face Isha. How much are you looking forward to it?
3: Yeah, brilliant. I can't wait. A uh, real good opportunity. Uh, Isha a good team. Um, obviously, they beat us last time when I was in the squad, um, but opportunity to get one back on them, especially at, at Futsalane in front of a home crowd. So, brilliant. Yeah, it should be a great atmosphere
0: too, hey, with um, the league leaders coming to town. I just want to win every game, eh? But
3: yeah, for sure. it's going to be buzzing. I I love playing at home, it's so good. Um, Big crowd, always good support. Um, We played Clifton a couple of weeks ago, um, didn't quite get over the line, we should have beaten them. So, you
0: know, hopefully this weekend we'll put that right. I know you've been, um, or you and the St Jack's guys have been pretty disappointed to see the Siam schedules confirmed. No Fallets Cup uh, on the list for those matches. Of course, that's the the second team game, um, uh, you know, very popular with players and supporters as well. Just give us your reaction to the, the fact that that won't be on the schedule this year. Absolutely gutted would be a genuine reaction. Um, I don't
3: get it like you know I wasn't born here but I moved here when I was 13 and I understand how much it means to everybody and I can't imagine it's not the same in Jersey um, so I'm blown away that they're not as desperate to play the game as we are. Uh, I don't know the politics behind it. Um, I know bits and pieces but as far as we're concerned you know over there the second team of training desperate to play and you know I can imagine any player at the, the level we are in Jersey are as well I know the last time it was at home four years ago Guernsey won I was still at university then so I didn't play but I know it was a close game brilliant and we got on the, um, you know on the winning side but the year back I came back from uni was the last one before lockdown and I absolutely loved it like we we lost that game I mean we've been absolutely gutted but on reflection it was Amazing, massive crowd, uh, brilliant May Day, um, a really close game, two teams going at it, and a trophy that means a lot. Uh, and I think it's a massive shame that it's not happening. Um, so you know, a little plea to Jersey, there's still time, get the game on. We 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 are raring to go, and we'd we'd love to we'd love to play and hopefully beat
0: you. Yeah, you mentioned the politics there, obviously the time Cup in recent years. There's always disagreements, there's always debate about uh, the makeup of teams and the makeup of the day. Do you have any idea why? The match can't go on is it because the players you would normally be playing for right. reds athletic and be playing in the, the same cup itself
3: i can only talk rumors because i don't know um you know the guernsey rugby board will know more than i do there's talks of jersey not being able to get a team together um but I, you know i don't know i don't know i just know there must be 15 18 guys that aren't going to be playing in the same cup desperate to play against us i, I don't believe there isn't because i know there's there's 25, 30 guys desperate to play against them. So, yeah, I don't really know the politics, but I I don't I don't buy it. There's no reason why that game shouldn't happen.
0: Well the players have just come off uh, the pitch down here at uh, Foots Lane, Um, yeah definitely uh, racing off to to find somewhere warm after a very cold training session, Um, women just about to head out here but I've grabbed James Marrock who's going to be starting for St Jacks on Saturday. Uh, Jimmy last home game of the season how much are you looking forward to this one?
4: Yeah uh, really looking forward to it, it's been a a long season for us, Um, the start of the season wasn't exactly as uh, as good as we probably would have wanted it to be but we've been building really well recently, some good performances. to grab a one win so far and a good draw but we feel like we've uh, got a point to prove this weekend uh, in front of home support and uh, we're looking forward to putting in a good performance hopefully
0: yeah really lucky to finish with the flourish
4: yeah definitely um, like i said against Barry last uh, two weeks ago we were good um, second half we just let ourselves down a little bit and you know they came away with a, in a deserved win in the end but we felt like we that could have been a different result and um, we're certainly hopeful against bracknell uh, this week that will be uh, we can do the job
0: yeah, and we spoke to Lucas Barker before. He's been very vocal about the fact there's no Fale's Cup on the SIAM schedule this year, and I'm sure that's something that a lot of you guys are feeling. Does that put a bit of extra emphasis on this game to make it an occasion and, and, and kind of produce the goods? Definitely. Um, obviously uh, the boys have been really looking
4: forward to getting back to playing in the Fallets. We didn't get to play in November but we'd uh, you know expected to have a home and away uh, this May and you know, we were really looking forward to that and that was part of our building process. Everything was building towards that. Obviously we're disappointed it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Um, hopefully uh, we can get that sorted for future Simon Cups because it's a real shame uh, to lose that as a, it's
0: an important fixture in the calendar. In terms of the Vikings kind of project, if you like, um, how do you reflect on the season as a whole at this stage? Um, have you moved forward as a, as a unit as a club? Hundred um, percent. This year was a bit of a transition year for us. At the start, we lost some of our
4: more experienced players. Some of them have come back a little bit towards the end, but it's not just because they've come back. While well, we've been improving, we've been working hard. You know, we've got a really dedicated coaching team. We've put a lot into this, and we've got young players coming through. There's been six or seven colts coming in now as well, which have boosted numbers, and they, they add enthusiasm and you know a bit of bit of jazz for it all and uh yeah no it's uh, it's good we're getting there and um you know we're 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 looking forward to finishing the season hopefully well
0: and uh getting back to it next year and continuing where we are already yeah and down here then for a, a one o'clock kickoff it on saturday yeah, um on the club pitch so uh, yeah best of luck and enjoy it cheers tony thanks very much Still freezing down here on the club pitch at Footslane. Uh, Raiders and Strax players have just headed off, and the women are coming out for their training session ahead of Saturday. And with Ness Brown, um, who's in her first season with the Raiders ladies. Uh, Ness, thanks for joining me. Just talk us through your season so far, then. A uh, debut campaign for you?
5: Debut was interesting. We had nine new players on our team, so it's a learning curve. It's been enjoyable, but we're still learning. Um, Looking forward to Saturday's game and hopefully our fourth consecutive win, so yeah, it's been good. I definitely enjoy rugby feel atmosphere compared to football so yeah. probably shouldn't say that but <laughs> and I as do. you say
0: yeah coming into Saturday um with three wins on the bounce uh, how much because because since that time cup win, it has been a bit up and down there's been a bit of or a few games kind of cooled off postponed so yeah. I suppose momentum's been quite hard to come by but to have those three wins in the bag it must give you guys a lot of confidence
5: yeah no definitely I mean it's a shame we didn't get to play on Saturday due to travel and everything like that but this is the team we first played like so our very first game um which we obviously didn't do as well as we would have hoped. So I think I think it'd be pretty encouraging given how far we've come. I think they'll be expecting very much of the same sort of game as when we went to them. So hopefully we can keep the momentum going and yeah, look towards the end of the season and finish on a high. So
0: Yeah, and I know you guys have picked up some big wins away from home as well recently. Yeah. What, I mean, just how much... Um, how much kind of satisfaction does that does that bring you guys as, as, a, as a unit to go away and, and, and get those kind of victories, I suppose, in a league where there have been some tough matches to contest with?
5: Yeah. I mean, it's good. It's good morale for everybody. And obviously it shows that what we do here at training in, you know, snowy conditions <laughs> or sun. It's, you know, paying off and it's working hard, but it still comes down to everybody working for each other. We don't, by all means, make it easy for ourselves at all. We will give it away or just, yeah, like the last game, our last home game. we pushed out tries for days in the first half and then second half we defended for 40 minutes. So, we will see, but no, it definitely, definitely helps the team. Um, but then we've got constructive criticism that we can go back and work on or what worked well does, what doesn't and then just work to our best capabilities because we're not the small, we're not the biggest team. So
0: of a big triple header at Foots Lane on Saturday, St. Jackson here and uh, Raiders um, men uh, over on the main pitch as well. Yeah. What's it like to be part of those kind of big occasions?
5: They're good. It's quite a good feeling because you hope that obviously you know the men's game gets a lot more support and people down. So hopefully that will, you know, if they're no, like it's been out in time that the women's game is first. So hopefully we'll get people coming down earlier to support us. But it's exciting because you get to play and then you hope that like hopefully if we the game goes our way then that win will replicate through and then we aim to get three out of three and then it goes from there. Pretty good
0: day and you were saying before that you missed the Siam Cup uh, here um, in November with concussion um, which must be be very disappointing at the time you got two more kind of bites at the cherry um, in May so it's big end to the season how much are you looking forward to that?
5: Yeah I'm definitely looking forward to it like I say concussion was horrible for me because I'm not there with a cast or limping or anyone can see what's wrong so to stand on the sideline and watch I mean the girls are amazing so it's very exciting to be part of that hopefully this time around especially Jersey first and then here so yeah the build-up would be great and like I say we've gelled so much as a team um, given that they're the league below us hopefully we can do the same again and bring it home.
0: Yeah, fingers crossed. Well, uh, it is freezing, so I'll let you go and get warmed up properly. Thank Thanks you. very much. Thank you. So yeah, a massive day of rugby to look forward to down here at Foots Lane on Saturday. All three sides in action, and we wish them all the very best of luck. Welcome back to the Guernsey Press Sport Podcast. Thanks again to Leapfrog Recruitment Consultants for their support of this episode. Uh, right, elsewhere this weekend, Sunday will be a day many runners will be anticipating greatly, um, though some might be dreading if the training hasn't been going too well. Uh, the Shaw Guernsey Marathon returns less than six months after the last one, another event getting back to its planned schedule after being bumped around by COVID. It gets away once again on the South Esplanade, so it's straight up the Val terres for everyone tackling the full distance and the Relay runners too. Um, Jamie Ingrill will be covering it for us at the Guernsey Press. And I caught up with him earlier to find out what he's looking out for.
6: Yeah, so it's less than six months after the previous Guernsey marathon. Unfortunately, uh, We've sort of had a bad run of luck with the previous two marathons in that they've both clashed with COVID lockdowns, but the intention's always been to hold a springtime Guernsey Marathon, and that's finally coming to realisation this Sunday. It's a generally fast and flat course, if you ignore the fact that it starts up without a You can sort of scratch off that first mile or so. And then, yeah, aside from that, it's just generally following the coastal road around Guernsey. um, Looking at the conditions, there'll be a bit of a headwind, unfortunately, and some of the more exposed sections. Yeah, regardless, we seem to have good numbers on paper, at least. Uh, Organiser Mike Quittenden has admitted that you might not see everyone on that list actually turn up on the day, but it should still be a nice, vibrant event. Yeah, I'm sure he's been looking
0: at those COVID numbers and <laughs> scratching his head. As you say, the aim has always been to, to hold it at this time of year, Um as it is, it's only a few months after the last one. Has it come too soon for some of the runners, perhaps who you'd, you'd want to sort of take on um, the challenge of, of looking for a PB or a big time?
6: Yeah, it really depends on who you ask. Um, okay, reigning champion Will Bodkin was actually thinking of doing the double effectively and using it to prepare for London. But unfortunately, he's, <laughs> he's suffered a few setbacks and yeah, he won't be turning up on the day. Likewise, Vicky Carey, the women's champion, and has not been able to make it. I think we will just embrace the challenge of doing a springtime marathon, and that may have attracted interest from those kinds of people. G- I'd say, in general, a lot of the people near the top of last year's event will not be returning for various reasons.
0: And of course, the full distance is only a uh, you know a, a part of it, isn't it? The relay looks quite enticing, and uh, there's some strong strong teams being put together in that.
6: Yeah, so we've got last year's winners in the relay. They've sort of split into two different teams. They've got like an overall squad across those two teams, consisting of some of the. Guernsey's top distance runners. They'll probably produce the fastest time across the line overall. But yeah, we've got various motives. We've got a team running for a Prio Premature Baby Foundation anchored by Seb Prio, which, yeah, I think that's a nice touch. Likewise, we've got last year's top woman, Vicky Carre, teaming up with Ulrika Mesh to raise to raise money for the Sunflower Project, which is a bereavement charity, effectively. We would have heard the news of Richard Friedrich sadly passing away last month. He was Ulrika's husband and he was the first ever winner of a modern format Gandhi marathon, very popular locally. So yeah, it's obviously resonated and it's going to be a nice gesture to support people who have found themselves in a similar situation sadly. I know from
0: speaking to Ulrika a couple of times before that she really enjoys the uh, the support that you get out on the course um, in Guernsey and these kind of events and I'm sure uh, there's going to be special support reserved for her on Sunday so we wish her uh, all the best and Jamie you of course ran the marathon
6: last year um, and got a taste of that support it, it is quite special isn't it? Yeah I think that's what kind of makes doing a local event, event for me like I had the option to go away and do a marathon in the UK, maybe even do Jersey etc but in the end like we had that really lovely local support all the way along the course, and it made the experience that more, that much more fulfilling. I, so I'm really glad I did it, and hopefully it'll be the same for runners heading out there on Sunday.
0: But you're not running this weekend, of course, Jim. You've got a bit of an injury at the moment.
6: Yeah, I've got <laughs> I've got issues with my sacroiliac joint, which I did not <laughs> right. know it existed until I saw a chiropractor a few weeks ago, and it's been going on a while. Possibly before I did the marathon last year, and I don't think doing a marathon there has really helped. <laughs> so oh, we
0: enjoyed uh, we enjoyed seeing you out there on the course last year. The uh, the marshals at the finish uh, will be breathing a sigh of relief that you won't be steaming over the line and uh, covering the pavement <laughs> with your lucasade this time.
6: Yeah, I'll. I'll, I'll leave you to the. i'll leave you to relay that story if you want i'm not saying it again
0: oh well hopefully uh, you're back running soon and um yeah you'll be out covering the marathon on sunday so uh yeah best of luck to everyone taking part over whatever distance and um yeah we'll uh, see you on the other side best of luck everyone jamie there he's not running this year and as i say not hosing down the uh, south esplanade with his uh, <laughs> regurgitated lucas So everyone breathing a sigh of relief, I'm sure. Right, that's just about it. Um, Anything else to be aware of this weekend, Gareth?
1: Yeah, there's quite a few sort of um, uh, interesting title developments possibly this weekend, Tony. There's um, basketball on Friday night. We'll see probably Praxis Pumas wrap up the women's title. Um, They're playing Comets at uh, St Sampson's High and uh, Victory will see them across the line. Um and also there's a big men's division one game in Mace with Mayside playing Skipton as well. So um yeah, it's coming to a head those two leagues in basketball. And um hockey on Saturday we'll see um Yobbo's back in action against Elizabeth College, and if Yobbo's win that one, um, it's their last game of the season. They'll be champions. They can't be caught if they win that one, and um, it'd be nice to see a, a new club um, lifting that trophy. Other than that, we've got some, um, we've got plenty of football on, <laughs> cup action and all sorts of different competitions. Jeremy Cup Rovers welcome Grooville to Portswath, and um, St Martins are away for the Wee Cup against St Juan. Uh, in the FA Cup, Vale Rec play North in the quarterfinals. The other quarterfinals have actually been uh, postponed for now because of COVID. Uh, Rockane Pirates have got several COVID cases in their, in their team, so they've actually had that game postponed with bells. Um, and just so not to confuse people too much, but it's actually the uh, the Easter show for the Br- British uh, show in Guernsey up at the Chemin Loire, because a lot of their... Uh, horses and riders are going to be off Ireland on Easter weekend competing elsewhere, so they're actually they 've brought it forward a couple of weeks so there there will be reports of an Easter show going in well before Easter in the paper soon so i don 't want too many complaints do they get two rounds of eggs, do you think well, maybe oh. they can do an egg hunt there and then an egg hunt when they go away why not <laughs>
0: um, yeah, great stuff, and uh, you mentioned college hockey there I think they 've just been away um pretty much on the first school tour. Uh, that's happened, I guess, since um since COVID.
1: Yeah, they haven't been able to get off Ireland for sort of best part of best part of three years now, I think now. Um obviously the college first team play in men's division one, that's probably more for experience and a lot of their guys also play in the club sides over here. But their, their main sort of aim is to get uh, into school competition. And it's great that they managed to go away to Bath last weekend and uh, play several games, I think, on that trip. Um, and they seem like they had very close games. I, I saw a couple of them were 3-2 matches. So, um, now it's great for Andy Good and his side that they're able to go and play against um, their... their uh, their own age groups uh, at a a good level um, in England and just have that that sort of experience which we all enjoyed at sort of school I mean I I didn't get to go on hockey tours but I went on cricket tours and it's just great to be able to to play new opposition, new grounds, and just just get that fresh experience of being off island. It's uh, it's certain, and you get so much experience and so many great memories from those trips. So I hope they enjoyed it. Yeah, let's hope many more to come. Um, right, let's leave it there. Then don't forget to
0: follow or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and dig us a follow on social media at GSY Press Sport um, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And of course, do pick up a paper six days a week for the very best local sports coverage. Um, we'll be back next week. Cheers, Garth.
1: Cheers, Tony.